0: Listening to Productivity on Purpose, episode 37 The Key to Being an Energizer Bunny. Listen, lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Ruthie Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rockstar professionals who are doing it all, that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Hello, my lovelies. It's Mridu. We're back for another week, and I'm so thankful for you for being here. If we haven't met before, I am a productivity mentor, author, speaker, and happiness junkie, mom of two, and I want to help you be successful at work and at home so you can be successful in life. First of all, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I know you have lots of options and places that you could put your attention, and so I have so much gratitude for you. I also have a lot of gratitude for all these wonderful ladies who have been posting reviews about my podcast. I cannot tell you how much that means to me. It lights me up, brings me so much joy to know that you're finding this valuable. And of course, it also really, really, really helps me get found and seen by other amazing women around the world. I wanted to share a little bit of a review from Shiv, just the beginning and end, because she gets into some detail in the middle. We probably don't all need to hear right now, but she is so awesome. Thank you, Shiv. And she says this, "'Hey there, just wanted to say thank you. I've been feeling ridiculously unorganized, overwhelmed, and riddled with anxiety. I needed to get control. I thought, what would Muthu do? So I listened to your recent podcast called Hacks. I thought, girlfriend is right. Make my life easier.'" And then she goes on to describe some of the amazing changes she's made, and at the end she says, lesson here, I know I can't do everything on my own, and I don't have to prove anything to anyone that I got it. In short, I need to stop being my own worst enemy. You have a fan here. Love, Shiv. Shiv, I love you. Right back. Thank you for taking the time to write that, and I'm so thrilled that you've made these powerful changes. There were some tweaks. They weren't super huge, but they had such a huge impact on your life. So kudos to you for listening to this and taking action. All right. So let's jump into today's episode. The title of this at this point uh, is about the key to being an energizer bunny. And the Energizer Bunny is from the Energizer Batteries commercials from years ago. Uh, if you're not familiar with them, they are the ones that said that said they put the batteries in and, and they'd say, your life will keep going and going and going. Remember those? Well, if you don't know them, you can Google them. But uh, they were really famous for that, for that saying about going and going and going. And you know, you probably have that friend who is the Energizer Bunny, right? She seems to never stop. She has endless energy, and let's be honest, sometimes you just wanna smack her in the face, right? I mean, you love her, but you're like, oh my gosh, how can I get me some of that? Well, I'm gonna tell you what I believe is the key to that energy. However, before I get to that, I do wanna cover a few other energy-inducing, magical things that are gonna help you too before we get to that one key. And I don't really want to brush over these because they're super important, and I'm pretty sure you already know what they are, but you and I and everyone needs to hear them over and over and over and over until the day we die. And I'm going to focus on two specifically, and one is sleep and the other is food. Now, I'm not going to get really into these, like I said, but I'm going to spend a little, just like a couple minutes, and then we'll jump into that key. Now, be forewarned, caution here. I am not a sleep expert, nor am I a nutritionist. But I do know that both of these things strongly impact your energy. You know this, I know this, but how often are we taking this into account and taking this really seriously when we're striving to be our best selves, and especially right now when we're dealing with so much stress? So as far as the sleep, studies show that just one night of sleep loss impairs innovative thinking and decision-making. Two days of sleep restriction leads to a, ready? whopping 300% reduction in your attentiveness and your ability to react. That is cray cray, right? So if you are constantly in reactive mode throughout the day, if you're constantly not able to put up those boundaries, if you're at the whim of everybody else's demands and requests, there's a good chance that it is related to your sleep patterns. We work slower when we don't get enough sleep and it actually makes tasks seem much harder than they are. So moral of the story here is go to bed on time and get at least seven hours of sleep. Yes, seven hours. All right, now let's just jump into quickly the food. The food that you put into your body, which means... Whether it's the good foods or the carbs and the sugar or the empty calories, the processed foods, whatever you're putting into your body, they are feeding your mind and your energy either positively or negatively because food has a direct impact on our brain performance, our physical performance as well as our brain performance. And not all foods are processed by our bodies at the same rate. So foods like high carbs, like pastas and breads or high sugar, like soda, they can lead and they definitely do lead to this burst of energy, but if you are tapping into your energy through the day, if you're thinking about how that's reacting to your body and your mind, you're going to have a slump that follows that. Okay, similarly, like maybe high fat meals, like cheeseburgers or pizzas or just things that are a lot of cheese, they provide more energy but they require our digestive systems to work harder and they make us groggy. So eating things like fruits and vegetables and clean foods with less sugars and less carbs and less you know, fats throughout the day, it's not just simply good for your body in terms of like your weight or your waistline, it's also super beneficial for your mind. So I again, I just wanna start on that since we're talking about energy here, is thinking of how you can become more intentional about sleep, and more intentional about your food take, food intake as it relates to your energy. Hey, you have to plan for it just like everything else in life. You got to plan ahead for it. So, when you're planning your day, take into account what time you need to get to bed at night to actually get that 7 hours of sleep. Or when you're planning your day or week, meal plan. Grab your healthy snacks. Get rid of the chips and cookies laying around. Or you know, maybe in the morning or preferably the, preferably the night before, you're planning exactly what you're going to eat that next day or during the day. All right. So again, I'm not going to go really, really far in detail with that, but I do want to start there and have you just be intentional, think about it, be a little bit more deliberate. Think like, what are some small little tweaks I can make in my sleep pattern or in my food intake to help me? Because those are truly the foundations of your energy day in and day out. Which now brings me to the key of being an energizer bunny, which is to identify and use your energy in context to your tasks. I will say that one again. Identify and use your energy in context to your tasks. That means even though you have a plan in place, let's say. Let's say you actually take the time in the morning before your day starts, and you're like, I'm going to really think about the things I need to get done. My top three, you know, I'm a big fan of the top three. Here's the top three things that must get done before my head hits the pillow, or I'm looking at my to-do list, and I'm seeing all the meetings and appointments I have, and here are the things I must get done. So let's say you're even going that far, hopefully, and getting a plan, and you want to review it, and you want to assess it, and you want to revise it according to your energy levels. And I feel like we're not really doing this. We're kind of looking at the list, and sometimes we're like, I'm just going to get the easy things done first because I'll feel really good, or I'm just going to knock this other thing out because it's, you know, I need to get it to someone because it's just, you know, I don't want to be late on this, or there's a deadline. Or, we're not really thinking it through from an energy perspective. There are other like reasons that we're thinking through the order. Or maybe it's just like the way it's showing up on our list and that's the way we're gonna work down the list. But there are three types of energy levels. And at the very basic level, they are just low, medium, and high, okay? So really simple. And for most women, not all, but for most women, you have a somewhat regular pattern of energy that's really personal to you. It'll be different for you than it is for me. And so every day won't be the same, because maybe you had insomnia the night before you didn't sleep well or maybe you had too many glasses of wine um, so like it's not gonna be the same every day but most days if you are' on a regular on a good pattern things aren't totally out of whack most days you're gonna have somewhat of a pattern and it might be something like this so And there's just an example, but maybe in the morning you wake up and your energy is really high because I mean, once you've like had your coffee, maybe taken a shower, you're like, this is my high energy time. I get the most done or the best work done. And then maybe around 10 a.m., 11 a.m., it's kind of going to medium. And then right when you hit about lunchtime, it might be kind of low because you're hungry, your stomach is growling, you know. And then after lunch, you may, depending on what you eat, you may stay low for a little bit if you're kind of full or it may... Peak you because you're getting some energy in your body to a medium, and then again maybe around two or three o'clock, or you feel like I need coffee. Maybe in a low period again, medium around like four or five, and then might be like you know low after dinner because you're just exhausted. So it like you know it goes up and down. It's usually I'm definitely not a constant just high all day or medium all day. It kind of goes up and down, and. It's going to be different for you than it is for me. Like I said, some people, they know 100%. I definitely have clients who are like, my highest energy, my best work is always after the kids go to bed at 8 o'clock at night. That's completely opposite of me. That's when I'm my lowest. But for that person, that's exactly what theirs are, and their pattern will be different. So let's define what these three energy cycles are like, like what they are or what they involve And that, I think, will help really to decide how do I plan my day according to my energy. So the low-energy activities are things like doing the dishes or um, scanning receipts um, or maybe like reading something that you're not, you know, like reading up a magazine. They're they're kind of low-energy tasks. And they're things that are not taking a lot of your brain power, kind of brain activity. You don't have to think a whole lot. They're sort of rote activities. Now, there are times that you don't even want to do the low energy activities, but doesn't mean it's not a low energy activity. So, for example, even when I don't feel like doing the dishes, I'm not going to assign it to a higher level of energy than low. Like, I'm not going to say, oh, this is going to require a lot of medium or high energy just because I don't feel like doing it. Because I know that once I am doing the dishes, the energy that I'm expending is fairly low when you look at that scale of low, medium, and high. So I just want to be sure that you're thinking about it when you're actually doing it, not how much energy it's taking you to do it. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So it's not like if you're procrastinating something, it's definitely a high energy task. It can be a low energy task because when you actually start doing it, it's not um, requiring you to expend a lot of energy. Okay, so emails can fall into the low energy activities, definitely. Sometimes they're higher or medium, depending on if you have to get back to someone, it takes a lot of thought, but a lot of them are very low, low activity, low energy level, as maybe some phone calls, but not always. Again, it depends on what that call is about, but sometimes it's just a quick, simple, I can do this like while I'm doing something else. Um, if I have to deal with a fairly involved response of some sort, then that might, re- might require that more energy to deal with. Okay, so some other tasks that might get assigned to this context might be doing some things around the house, like doing laundry or catching up on podcasts. Like Generally, I like to think of these things as something that I can actually sort of multitask during because it doesn't take a lot of brain activity. Okay, so hopefully you get the idea there. Let's move to the medium energy tasks. So I think a lot of tasks wind up here. Um, A lot of them are mainly like communication-based ones. Like those emails, or maybe the phone calls that takes a little bit more focus, they can also be the higher end household chores, like cooking, maybe um, doing stuff outside with the lawn. It kind of depends again for some people these are these are lower, but for me, those are more of a medium. They require a little bit more energy so that I do them doing them really efficiently and really effectively. Other things that get assigned here might be like my ri- editing, my writing, not necessarily writing. My writing would be a high energy because it really takes a lot of high brain power. But if I'm just sort of editing or going back or rereading, social media posts, I think kind of for me go into the medium energy, they don't, because I'm often pulling that information from something I've already written. So it's not super high. i thinking about my week in like my review of my week. Uh, some of the some of the household stuff. So a lot kind of falls under that medium energy. And then finally is a high energy. It's expected. This is where kind of that really tough stuff lives. This is the big writing or the planning or the strategy. Um it's things that really require a lot of focus, a lot of energy to complete them properly. And the trick with this context is being really selective about what goes in here. You know, again, don't put something in this in this category just because it feels hard because you you don't feel like doing it. It actually has to kind of be hard. Um, other tasks that get assigned here might include like creating a proposal or a presentation, or for me a speech, or really writing, um, or a lot of major household maintenance, which is like above and beyond just your dishes or laundry, but maybe it's something that's like requiring you to build something or fix something and that takes a lot of energy and thinking. So how you spend your time all starts with the planning. Now we're circling back and saying, okay, if I'm looking at my to-do list or I have my top three for the day, start thinking about those tasks in context to your energy and try to match them as much as possible, I know that's not always possible because you have other meetings or appointments on your calendar, but the time that you do have to yourself, see where you can make these fit correctly. So if you could plan your ideal day, think about it in terms of what you'd like to get done in the morning, the daytime, and maybe the evening and night. I found this a really easy way to combine sort of your energy levels and thinking about planning your day. So, for example, if you want to make exercising a priority, but you know your energy is really less, it's you're exhausted by the end of the day, you probably want to plan for that in the morning, even though you'll have to wake up earlier. Or on the flip side, if you need to start your work day at 7 a.m. or 6 a.m., you might plan your exercise during lunch where your energy is medium, but it fits in with your schedule. So, Think about when you do your best work. Like most people, and I'm going to caveat and say just most people, not everybody, but most people have greater energy for creative thinking in the morning because self control depletes th- throughout the day. So the strategic stuff, the planning stuff, the creative stuff, it's really important. If that's you, and you're like my mornings are the best. I am my clear mind. I've gotten some sleep. I've had a good breakfast. You know, it's like first thing. Then it's important to schedule your big thinking. During the morning. So maybe it's like any time between 7 a.m. and 11 or 12, like that's when the big thinking happens. So for you, you might say, okay, I'm gonna reserve the mornings for tasks that require this critical thinking and this troubleshooting. So if you're writing something, you're like, I'm gonna have time to write in the morning. Now, midday, if your energy's kind of dissipated a bit and you've already put in all this high quality work in the morning, this might be a good time that you're primed to do more kind of boring stuff or routine stuff. So this might be the time for the lower end tasks, the lower energy tasks, like answering some of those emails or setting appointments or like printing out the directions or printing out the recipe or running some errands, things like that. And then what I found is that later in the afternoon, generally around two or three o'clock, again, it's like a lot of times we have our second cup of coffee or we've gone out for a walk or like you just energy level tends to rise a bit then. That might be actually be a good time for more creativity. And brainstorming. So it's a great time for creative work. And research has really showed this. I don't think we think that through enough. We're sort of like, that might be first thing in the morning. But brainstorming, creativity, that tends to do really well for most people in the later afternoon. And then your evenings might be for the planning and preparation for your next day, which is like a medium activity. You've got to think it through, but it's not like totally critical. It takes all of your all of your thinking, and some of those are even low brain activities because it's like kind of rote, like I got to just, you know, get stuff ready for lunch tomorrow or pack up the kids' bags or, you know, just like look at my calendar before I go to bed or decluttering in the evening or things like that. So that is an example of maybe being really more strategic about thinking about your tasks and then matching them to your energy levels. So I know it's very tempting to take care of the low energy tasks first thing in the morning because they make you feel so productive, right? Like spending two hours in your email or uh, making beds or doing the dishes and the laundry because now we're working from home. And trust me, I totally fall into this too. And I literally have to remind myself when I'm, when I'm doing that in the morning that I am wasting my energy. I'm like, Rithu, this is not a good use of your energy. Stop doing this thing right now Do it, but do it a little bit later. Get the hard stuff done first because my brain, like energy and my performance level is best in the morning. And about 99% of that time that I'm not using my energy effectively is because I'm procrastinating my high energy activities. Like, let's call it for what it is, right? It's not because they are so hard. It's because I just don't feel like doing them. Like, Maybe I have to record, like this podcast, or write a difficult email, or create a proposal from scratch, or doing research, or really planning out my day. Those are the things that I should be doing first. I know they're going to take a lot of brain power, and I'd really rather not do that so that I fall into the low energy activities. But here's the problem with that. Now, listen closely. Listen closely if you've been not hearing this so far. The problem with falling into your low energy activities during a time when you should be focusing on your high energy activities is that you are using up your reservoir of brain power for stupid things, right? And then you're going to be under the gun to get the important high level stuff done later. And you're not going to do it as well. And you're going to be more scattered and more tired and you won't have as much clarity and you can't find the words, and you're going to be easily distracted. It is no bueno. So you have to remind yourself of that, even though it's really hard at the time. Trust me, it's going to be a lot harder later on to do that high brain activity when you're really not in a high energy state. And so in my case, I'll like leave it. I'll be like, okay, I'll take the trash out later. I'll fold the clothes later because I realize I'm going to be better served if I don't do that right now and do it later when it makes more sense with my energy levels. Capiche. Do you get what I'm putting down here? I sure hope so, because I love sharing this goodness with you. And I want to continue to dive into this and take this to the next level with you by partnering with you at an upcoming super awesome class I'm holding called Create the Perfect To-Do List and Plan Your Week Like a Boss. So if you want hand-holding experience and planning your day and your week so you're not feeling like you're running by the seat of your pants every day or just reacting to everything being thrown at you then, girl, we need to spend time together so you have the simple tools and skills to be in the driver's seat every dang day. If you're catching this podcast real time, we're at the tail end of registration, and we're kicking off this class on November 9th. That's 2020. So my dream for you is to go from feeling like you're drinking from a fire hose to having clarity and confidence as you glide through your day. So if that sounds appealing to you, come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash masterclass, one word, lifeisorganized.com forward slash masterclass to find out all the details and sign up. Lastly, you know I can't sign off without giving you an inspired action for the week because I always want to make your time here totally worth it. So I will always encourage you to take one small action every single week, and today's action is to change at least one task on your to-do list or one project or one thing you've been wanting to complete and change the timing based on your energy level. Now do this, you guessed it, within the next 24 hours. So take the momentum, the inspiration you have right now and actually take action on it. This could be the difference between you feeling behind or exhausted or feeling like I got nothing done to Energizer Bunny status. And let me tell you, it's a really good status to have. All right, my sweet friend, as always, I thank you for your time and loving vibes and positive energy. You are the bestest. Know that I am sending them back, right back to you, your way. Remember to head on over to lifeitsorganized.com forward slash masterclass like right now before this training is over, before registration ends. Again, it's called Create the Perfect To-Do List and Master Your Week Like a Boss. That's lifeisorganized.com forward slash masterclass. Here's to get more of the right things done, and I will catch you next time. Bye-bye.